Uh, okay, so Josh Young goes to the Texas Rangers, number eight overall, and then the Texas Rangers at forty go and get Davis Wenzel, so they can get the whole Big Twelve Player of the Year. Yeah, they got the whole big. They didn't just get the half; they got the whole. Uh, Tucker, will you read the Bleacher Report grades that they put out? Because I I just thought these were really funny. Bleacher Report doesn't. Uh, I know ha- knows I, no, nothing zero and about we'll, baseball, and we'll tell you why here. Of course, they know nothing about most. Uh, Young has been an ultra-productive three-year starter at Tech, blah, blah, blah. It's a bit higher than Young was expected to go, and there were rumblings of the Rangers looking to cut a below-slot deal here, even if this is a slot pick. A case can be made that Young, or sorry, Young, sorry, I'm like the commissioner, was the best college hitter left on the board. For now, he gets a B grade. Okay. A B grade as a hitter. No, 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 B grade as a draft pick. Yeah, draft pick. Which a lot of people did have him around 15. Two. All right, here's what they said about Davis Wenzel. Wenzel is essentially the poor man's Josh Young in this year's draft class. Maybe the Rangers just really miss Adrian Beltre, so they're all in on finding a new third baseman. Odd pick. Wenzel will not play third base in pro ball. Uh, well, and I don't know if Josh Young will either. Yeah, he will. And so you look at both of those guys. What, what people don't understand, I guess what Bleach Report does understand, you don't draft for needs in the, no. in the MOB draft. You draft who you like. Your needs are five years, four yes. years, six yeah. years sometimes down the road. Uh, you you never draft for need. The like, Kansas uh, City Royals don't need another shortstop. They already got one of the best young shortstops in the game in Alberto Mondesi. Need to the Padres. No, but they still got they got still one. got one. Yeah, They're a lot of these a lot of these minor league programs available. don't need pitching. Well, because you never know. But they got them. You could package together your pick exactly. for somebody else that you need. Yeah, and there's no guarantee Josh Young ever plays for the Rangers. No, he can get up to the Frisco Rough Riders, show some. Pizzazz and get traded to the Cubs for a middling rotation piece. Like a lot of the great. Yeah, depending uh, on whether the Rangers actually start competing for championships again. Do you remember Mike Holt? Yeah, Mike Holt. Yeah, now he's in the Chicago Cubs organization or the Detroit Tigers organization, Uh, I think. I think he might be playing independent ball somewhere. (laughs) He might be. If he's playing at all anymore. He he went to the Cubs. Was that for Matt Garza or Dempster? No, no, that was before Hamels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Garza, Garza, and Hamels came from the Phillies. Olt was still here after Dempster, so it had to be in for the Garza. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> was Garza before Dempster, or Dempster before Garza? Dempster's before Garza. all those terrible Cubs deals run together in my mind. Dempster's wasn't. It was that for Matt Garza. Bad. Yeah, Olt was. He was involved for Matt Garza. Yeah, because he was he was on those and uh, bad. Kyle H- Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks was for Dempster. Yes, apparently they tried to get Olt. In the deal for Dempster, but they settled on Kyle Hendricks and third well, because baseman Mike Christian Valenueva, third baseman of the future at that point. At that point, they for thought the Rangers, he, yeah, for the Rangers, they thought he was just going to be this big time dude. And well, they didn't think Beltre would last so long. Yep, Michael Minnesota Twins organization, Rob. Oh, he's still playing good. Yeah. Good for him. No, nope. how old is nope. he? No status released. Okay, <laughs> he is thirty years. Never mind. Old. Never mind. He is yeah, Michael, He and, is a month, or t- he's two months older than me. And this, look, this could be Josh Young. Uh, that's the fact of the matter. He was drafted in the compensation round A and in so, 2010 by the Texas Rangers. Uh, great, great fit, I think, for Josh Young. Organizationally, I love the Rangers. I know John Daniels makes some bogus decisions, but it just seems like as as an organization, and the the minor league systems has a pretty good record. For the Rangers, you were right. He is playing playing independent ball. <laughs> yeah, well, these guys can't in the, stop, man. In the uh, Atlantic League, which is like Triple A baseball, 
Oh, the cool, the coolest part about the Rangers getting Josh Young, you now have hopefully a trifecta here in a couple of years, maybe next year, yeah. of Grant Little and Amarillo, Hunter Hargrove and Midland, and Josh Young and Frisco all playing in the Texas League together. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres got Gabe Holt, too. He just projects like a like a Padres guy. Yeah, he projects Athletic, like a Padres fast. guy. Even even a Red Sox guy who they think they might be able to turn power into. Because I think Gabe Holt can hit for some power. He can he can be a 15-20 home run guy eventually, I think. Because he's got a good sweet swing. His swing stays in the zone for a while. Um, he doesn't strike out a lot, which would lead to a lot more home runs. He's um, a lefty, right? Yeah, left-handed hitter. Do you know he kind of reminds right-handed me of? Right-handed thrower. Yeah, yeah which... Do you, do you, you know, pull it to right field. You got don't have to hit it too far. Do you know who reminds me? Especially in Yankee Stadium, too. Ian, Ian Kinsler. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit of Ian Kinsler coming out of Missouri. Yeah, I don't know why that just flashed in my head. Just a little bit. Left-handed hitting Ian Kinsler. Yeah, kind of a yeah. Well, yeah. A little bit of a spaz Left-handed. at the plate. Yeah, a little bit of a spaz. But he doesn't. A little bit of a. Seeking so the yellow crowd. Edge. Yeah, kind of has an edge on him. Yeah, if, if he's not on the your, guy that's like been, been getting in the other team. Yeah, if he's bit. not on your team, you probably don't like him very much, which is a guy that I want on my team <laughs> and not on the other team. Miles back at you when you're trying to strike him out. He's like, ah, have fun. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, see you at first base. <laughs> then I'm going to still second. Maybe third. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Let's do it. <laughs> you Our feeling l- frisky? We'll, t- we'll take the break here. We'll go through some of the other picks as well. Uh, the the Royals did get Bobby Witt Jr. No surprise. Adley Rushman went top. And Bobby Witt Jr. now has bragging rights on his dad. Three picks above his dad. Three picks. A <laughs> uh, couple of bones to pick. First bone to pick. Uh, I watched the first. I watched as much as, as I could of the MLB draft. Uh, I liked the ex players coming on and giving and current players. Come yeah, on well, and give Trevor him. Bauer did a good job. He did. He's a nerd, though, so uh, he likes King Griffey stuff. Jr., I yeah. thought, did a fine job. It's just, it's, well, it's the kid. Griffey's just watching film of him yeah. right then and there. He doesn't see stats. He's just going off of what they're showing him, and he did. I thought he was good at it. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was fun. I mean, you can't tell me that King Griffey Jr. doesn't know how to hit. A couple, and, and <laughs> it looked like the analysts knew what they were doing, knew what they were talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not like they were just... Mel Kuyper in it. And, the young yeah. kid the young kid on that that was with um, Jim Callis. He seemed a little nervous. He was a little nervous to be on TV. Yeah, he, he's more of a uh, computer, you know, baseball computer yeah. geek, which is becoming common in baseball nowadays, um, which I think is great for the game, to be honest with you. You need people that know um, all these things. I mean, the game has changed because of people like that. And the scouting game has changed. I mean, you're talking about scouts that have been doing this for 50-some years, some of them, and the game has completely changed in the last four or five years um, and gone to the just analytical side of things. And so you're seeing a lot of young faces being thrown in the game. I thought it was great to see last night. Um, They do a great job of breaking down the players, I thought, uh, especially players that I've seen play. You know, I I saw Bobby Witt firsthand, um, last weekend, and everything that they said about him is absolutely true. Yeah, great kid. He's gonna be a big time player in pro baseball. Overall, though, the show was boring. Yeah, well, yeah, and the draft the, the where the guys aren't there. The so. commissioner was awful. Yeah, there's no fan engagement. The commissioner is terrible. Uh, he couldn't pronounce any of the Big Twelve players' names <laughs> and other names. He could have mispronounced other names. I didn't. know At the least kids. he didn't say Alex Manoa. What they did on Twitter. Major yeah, League Baseball posted on Twitter that his name was Alex Manoa. Come on. 
and he gets up there. Lodolo is the easiest name to say of all time. It's L-O-D-O-L-O. How else would you say it? Lodolo. Except he gets up there and says Lodello. And we're we're we are uh, fighting for a TCU kid here. Oh, and he did say he's from Texas Christian University. I'm sure they loved Which that. Which was hilarious. Yeah, I laughed at that out uh, loud in my in my yeah, office watching so the, watching. The, uh, yeah. And then I thought it was funny. Awesome. Look, when Josh Young first came to Lubbock, I called him Jung on the air. We didn't know. But now he's been in college baseball for three years. He's an All-American. He's player of the year in the Big 12. And you're the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Who who doesn't tell him how to pronounce the kid's name? Give it's the not man, his fault. Give the man a, a it's not Manfred's fault. card that has yes. his name pronounced the right way on it. Spell it Y-O-U-N-G. Spell it Y-O-U-N-G. Nobody else is going to know. Nobody's going to see the card? No. Jeez. Hey, hey, Manford, buddy. Major League Baseball PR department just royally screwed the pooch on that one last night. Yes. On a lot of them last night, to be and honest. And if the team Twitter accounts weren't keeping you up with the draft and you're not following MLB Draft Tracker, you can't see anything. No. Uh, Nick Lodolo was the first Big 12 player off the board, a.k.a. Nick Lodolo. I was going to say, excuse me, sir, you got that name wrong. From Texas <laughs> Christian uh, to the Reds and... Upside, I think people have called him Chris Sale with that slider. Uh, yeah, Chris Sale. He's not Chris Sale. No, he's more Cole Hamels. And that's who some people are projecting him to be. Um, I think that's who one of them on the MLB Network last night projected him. Um, and both those guys are aces. So Yeah, I mean, I'll take Cole Hamels. He, is, he has been a Cy Young Award winner, a World Series winner. Winner, so is Chris Sale, but I think Nick Lodolo, I think the only comparison to Chris Sale is his height. I mean, that's really the only reason. Um, and the wipeout wipe slider he yeah, kind of developed. But he doesn't throw 100 miles an hour like no. Chris Sale used to or have that big, you know. Well, Chris Sale doesn't throw 100 anymore. No, either. he doesn't. Does he weigh no. 150 pounds like but, Chris Sale Lodello, does? Lodello, yes. Lodello, I'm calling him Lodello now for now on. Lodolo doesn't throw three quarters arm angle. Yeah. Chris Sale is more Randy Johnson to me than anybody else has yeah. ever been. Uh, but anyways, but, Nick yeah. Lodolo to the Reds, ace stuff maybe. Uh, what third or fourth starter floor? I mean, he's gonna make it. And I yeah, think he'll be pretty he, quick. He about could it. be a number two on a team that that has that needs left handed pitching, left handed starting pitching, and. Um, well, with the Reds, I mean, might with the Reds, yeah, year. you might be pitching this year. I uh, mean, their you, best pitcher is Amir Garrett out of the bullpen. And then you had the Rangers take Josh Young at eight. We already talked about him. Great for him. Uh, and then nine, three in a row there for the Big Twelve, Shea Langoliers. And that's higher than I thought Shea was going to go. But um, yeah, I was the, surprised he went before Alec Manoa. The Atlanta Braves like drafting college catchers, and they need catching too because you got two older catchers up there in the big leagues right now in. Uh, um, Flowers and McCann. And so, um, yeah, and I don't know what their farm system has, but it's not, like, the best. So, uh, Shea Langoliers is a guy who can fast-track to the major leagues in a couple years after Flowers is done uh, in Atlanta. After, I mean, obviously, I don't know if McCann has any more years after this one left. You but. could argue that Langoliers is ready right now defensively. Oh, he's he could be a major league catcher right now. Yeah, for sure. I think he's just he, as good as JT Real Muto behind the plate. He might have to learn how to call a game just because that's not really what you do in college. But Yeah, but... We'll have to see. I think he might have called some games for, for Steve at, at Baylor. He so, might have. Um, 
and Shea Langoliers and Adley Rutschman are two guys that Adley Rutschman could be in the major leagues at this the end of this year. And it's kind of funny how the Baltimore Orioles, the last two number one overall picks that they we've seen them have, um, they've gotten catcher. They might have had more number one overall since then. I couldn't remember anymore and didn't really do any research. But they chose a number one their number one pick in the whenever Matt Weeders went. He, they were the, he was the number one overall pick too out of Georgia Tech. So, um, and he was up in the big leagues within a year, maybe two years. So, and, and Adley, he's ready right now. I mean, he could he could go up to the big squad for the Baltimore Orioles this season. Make well, the we're talking about the roster. Big Twelve, yeah. Uh, and then we have Alec Manoa, number eleven, to the Blue Jays, West Virginia, right-handed pitcher. Uh, and he's another guy who like Lodolo. Uh, you know what? I'm disagreeing with what I just said. I think Manoa takes some time. Yeah, I think he, I think he needs to develop his uh, maybe a third pitch even a little further. Well, that and a little bit of mound presence. And mound presence. Um, some, he's uh, going to have to learn how to be yeah. a professional. There's a big difference, and I mean a huge difference, between college baseball and professional baseball. Because, and I'm not talking about the talent levels um, so much as I'm talking about just pro ball and it in an entity of itself is way different than college baseball. All the work you have to do on your own. Now, some minor league teams might get some group work in at certain times. Some major league teams do, but it's all on your own. And then you have to learn how to be a professional on the field and in the dugout. You can't be running off the mound, screaming and dropping F bombs and F yes. And yeah, well, some of them do. Closers are crazy. Yeah. And and I think Alec Manoa could become a closer, to be honest with you. I don't know that he, I don't know that he's a starter in major league baseball for his whole career. If the Blue Jays, if the, well, I would say even more so at the beginning, you might see him come up in a bullpen role just to get some major league time. They do that with pitchers sometimes. I mean, we saw Brandon Finnegan do that at, from TCU go to the uh, Cincinnati Reds and he pitched in one World Series and went and pitched I mean for the Kansas City Royals and then went and pitched in another World Series for the Kansas City Royals as a relief pitcher and he's been a relief pitcher ever since pretty much so um, now he's with the Cincinnati Reds unless he got cut because he did not have a good spring but um, so I think Alec Manoa's future and some people can disagree with this is a closer in the major leagues because He's got Eric Gagne. Um, uh, well, he's six six. Throws a sinking fastball. Has a changeup and a slider. What was the the guy the big right hander for the Detroit Tigers that broke his arm because he threw so hard? Big Dominican dude uh, started with a Z. Yeah, I don't they called him Big Z. Anyways, um, we'll go with that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, that's who Alec Manoa, I think, can be. And I just don't know that longevity-wise, being a starting pitcher for that guy is, is going to work out. Because I don't think he's got just blow-away stuff as a starter. Zambrano. Zambrano. Carlos Zambrano, yeah. Uh, I'll say this about Manoa. He looks, he acts, he carries himself like a closer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He acts like a closer. He looks he's like a closer. He's got that mindset. He throws like a closer. Yeah. Because in Major League Baseball, if you throw 96, cool, but everybody throws 96 now in Major League Baseball. Uh, The next Big 12 player off the board, Baylor's Davis Wenzel. He went to the Rangers. Yeah, they got the whole package. Just another piece. Just the whole Big 12. Maybe they platoon there at uh, third base as Big 12 player of the year. Wenzel's going to play first base in pro ball. I guarantee it. Or right field, left field, maybe. But he ain't going to play third. He's not 
like the best third baseman you've ever seen. No. Uh, Brandon Williamson next, 59. I thought this was a little higher than he'd go, too. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the last couple of starts he's made, made some impressions and convinced the Mariners he was a good pick there. Uh, he's a lefty. He deals. He's got some good stuff. Yeah, and he's six six, so um, he's got the frame. And when you're that tall, he throws pretty hard right now, but like Lodolo, I think they can add miles per hour to him. Uh, just because Doc Saxis from A&M Doc goes 61. Yeah. What did I say? Doc Saxis. Doc Saxis. I don't know. You don't even know what I said. You're like the commissioner. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that's it for the Big 12. And I think there's a lot more Big 12 players, obviously, to be picked. Gabe Holt early today uh, in the draft when they get back going again. Uh, the... The Major League Baseball draft, I think, could be improved. Uh, we talked about it in the last segment. It's just kind of a boring show, and they don't promote it well, and it's hidden on the MLB network that a lot of people don't have. I don't have it. Yeah. And apparently, it was just user error me trying to find the, uh, the draft anyways. But I think they should do more to celebrate this thing, and if they want to do it during the regionals, that's fine. If they want to do it during the Super Regionals, that's fine. It's not good. It's yeah. just Major League Baseball. Another reason why Major League Baseball doesn't get their constituents. Make it a party. Put it in Omaha. Put it right before the College World Series. Or right after. Have everybody stay there an extra day. Not only the people at the World Series. The fans go from everywhere. No, put it right before the yeah. College World Series. You got 800,000 people in Omaha, Nebraska, ready to watch baseball. They'll go to the draft. And it's not just those eight teams' fans. No, it's everybody. I mean, when we went in 2016, wasn't able to go last year, but we went the first the 2016 year, there's people from LSU, South Carolina, um, places that weren't even at the – Mississippi State that weren't even at the College World Series that year. They just go to Omaha because they're baseball fans. I mean, people are getting drafted in the middle of at-bats. Yeah, and the city of Omaha, for that matter, the whole time they're doing that, they're having a Connie Mack tournament going on the whole weekend, too, of little kids, of little leaguers. And you're telling me that little leaguers can't come to the draft and some of those teams can be a part of it and you can have little leaguers announcing guys and giving them the opportunities. And then they they're seeing, better than Manfred. Yeah, they're seeing that these guys' dreams are coming true and they can do that. That's just going to make baseball – go from level where it's at right now to where it's just like a a sport of if you play it you like it if you don't play it and if you don't you know want to go sit and watch a 4 hour game anymore then you're not a baseball fan but doing that would make baseball cool again for kids major league baseball doesn't know how to grow fans no they don't they have a problem with that they should yeah. listen to us we should be the commissioner we should we should probably be the general general commissioner and the or the assistant and the head. Yeah. I'll let you have the head title. That well, way my you name's can get on the fired show. first. My name's on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm below it. If Jared Culver's drafted in the top ten of the NBA draft, which by all accounts he will be, uh, really could be in the top five if the Lakers take him at four. I've also heard him link to the Knicks at three. He was out uh, in Los Angeles last week with LeBron James. Taking pictures, kissing babies. I'm sure LeBron liked what he saw, too. So if Supposedly, Jared, he played pretty well. Yeah, and he 
was jumping out of the gym too. Yeah. So if Jared Culver gets drafted in the top ten, Texas Tech, the only school we could just the do, we could only do what school. Baylor did, except for we'd be actually accurate, mostly accurate. Yeah. The only school with a prospect drafted in the top ten of the NFL draft, the NBA draft, and the MLB draft. Now, technically, Oklahoma's done it. Yeah. Uh, but Kyler Murray is not Murray playing baseball stay. anymore. Yeah. And he gave the money back. So, do you really get drafted if you give the money back? Nope. Don't count, Rob. Sorry, Bob. Doesn't so, count. Texas Tech has patched since 2017. Patrick Holmes drafted at number 10. And then Josh Young this year, 2019, eighth overall. And really, if you want to go back to last year's NBA draft, Zaire Smith gets drafted at 16, but the slot is number 10. Uh, so, you really already have it. You really already have three top ten picks in the three major sports since 2017. Nobody else has done that. Yep. Do you know how many number number top ten NFL picks Alabama has? I don't even care. A lot. No, like one this year. Isn't that crazy? Football picks? Yeah. A lot of first rounders. Oh yeah. But yeah. top tens. Oh, okay, top tens. Yeah, I can. I can. You see just that. kind of assume that they're going to be top tens all across the board every year. Yeah. Alabama in the top five every year, but no, that's not the case. You really do, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just kind of like you think it's a given every single year that Nick Saban just got top five talent, top ten talent. Of course, a lot of the drafted players are offensive linemen and defensive linemen. True. And most of their top ten guys have been offensive linemen or defensive linemen. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were saying Clemson their too. draft talent just in particular is. Yeah. Well, and then wide receivers from Alabama. <laughs> That's true, and they don't throw the ball a whole lot either. Nope, but they got some crazy. good ones coming out. Mm -hmm. And running backs. Mm -hmm. And linebackers and defensive backs, too. But <laughs> They're just good all, down the, all up and down the board, man. Yeah. Uh, no, but I just I did want to put that out last night. And, uh, any other school, I, I thought there would be some other school that, that would have claimed it. Uh, but no, I, I went back and looked at every draft. Uh, there's just three of them. Since 2017, NBA... You know, the closest school I thought maybe Duke would have sent some baseball player in the top uh, top ten, but no. They obviously have the basketball pedigree. Uh, and Daniel Jones goes at number six this year, so they, they got two in there. Uh, Clemson, I thought Clemson maybe in baseball and football. Obviously, they, they have a top ten pick in football, but nope, no basketball players. Nope. Uh, Oklahoma was the closest. Basketball is kind of one of those sports, though. It's a little weird because you can have a number one pick or a top ten pick and not be very good either. So, yeah, it's really just like yeah. five or six guys. Yeah, but still, and it's In hard. The lottery <laughs> that having you're just, a, you're just calling it a lottery, yeah. though. And like Texas Tech, having th the fact that you can say that as a university as an institution means that you've done some pretty damn good things in your athletic programs. That means that you're building – the building blocks of your athletic programs are just yeah. insanely good. By the way, if Texas Tech sends that tweet out after Culver gets drafted, uh, I want some endorsements. I want some uh, free advertising. We'll just make sure and tell our buddy Matt Dowdy that, uh, yeah. to give you some credit. Yeah. yeah. Credit me on the story. Yeah. So well, Maybe, maybe we'll just get Dowdy on the program and then we'll yeah. do it then. That sounds good. Say, Dowdy, listen here, bud. Yeah. Credit Rob Rocho with Carson Robinson. With any future Texas Tech is the best top ten draft pick tweet 
stories. Yes. All right. Tucker, why don't we do a couple of tidbits before we get back into the Super Regionals? What do we miss today? Fair enough. Uh, you missed Adam Humphreys explaining why he did not sign with the New England Patriots and chose the Tennessee Titans. Apparently, he chose the Titans in part because he was uncertain about how much longer Tom Brady would play. Ooh. He has more faith in Marcus Mariota staying there on the field. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's the big deal. Oh. Uh the Warriors. What? Yeah. Warriors forward Kevon Looney is likely out for the rest of the NBA Finals with a fracture of the first coastal cartilage on his right side of his ribcage. Everybody's getting hurt. Everybody, yeah. It's going to be a battle of uh, D-League players, if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. Old uh, Quinn Cook. Hey. Hey. Knocking down big shots in the last game. That's all he did it, dude. Uh, Roger Goodell is apparently all in favor of reducing preseason games. Of course he is. Because he wants to add two more regular season games. Yes. He wants them to play 18 regular season games, huh? Yeah. Yeah, something about injuries or something in the preseason. Oh, sure. Let's let's take off the preseason injuries so we can get regular season injuries. That's so exactly. stupid. Uh, in the MLB yesterday, the Astros beat the Mariners 4-2, to two, which gave us the greatest video I think I've seen of the Mariners thrown at home and nobody's oh. at home. How can he be so bad? There's a runner on first base, yes? Oh, man. And third? They're going to fire their fielding coach. Yes. They've it, got to. It so is on. Runners on first and here. third with one out. Yeah, one out. Ball. Dylan Moore comes home. Nobody home. Nobody home. Wow. <laughs> that was a good throw, too. Yeah, it just skips right across the plate. Well, yeah, runners at first and third. It's an easy ground ball right to shortstop with one out. Just throw it to second and get the double play. He tries to go home. The catcher's knocking up first base because he thinks it's going the first. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to be backing up a double play ball. Yeah. Yes. Sure stuff turns home and throws it home. What inning there. was it? What inning was it in? It was sixth. Yeah. So it's still early in a game. It was too. the score was three to two Astros. The run scores. The final score is four to two. It, there's one out, right? Yes. Not one two out. Outs. One out. And you're trying to get the lead runner. One out. Runners at first and third. Mm. On a ground ball. Yahtzee, Rob. Yahtzee. Uh, the Cubs beat the Angels eight to one. The Dodgers stay hot. They beat the Diamondbacks 3-1, to and then the Padres beat the Phillies 8-2, to and Manny Machado hits a grand slam in that game. Grand slammy. Good for Manny. Good job for Manny. Uh, according to a source, the Yankees and the Braves are the favorites to sign Dallas Keuchel. Both teams are believed to be in the same area with their offers at the moment. And then apparently a little bit later, a second source believes the Yankees are going to land Dallas Keuchel and that they are emerging as a true favorite. Uh, what does he look like without a beard? Yes, for what it's worth. The guy had been told that Keuchel is willing to shave his beard. Now that that makes a difference, but oh, it does. The Yankees still on that? They still y- do yeah. the Steinbrenner. You can't have a mustache. No, not really. I mean, it, it depends. It depends. You can, you, you do can, you have a beard or not? No, no beard. Okay, no beard. And then it doesn't depend. It's, Maybe like a little no beards. Like a little mustache at some point will probably happen this season. But well, I think for mustaches the most part, it's are clean. legal, but not uh, not beards. For the most part, clean shave. Yeah. It's uh, not for the most part. It's, it's either or. Yeah. And then uh, last night in the NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup Finals, the Blues beat the Bruins 4-2, to two, and now the series is tied two games apiece. For the Lord Stanley Cup. Lord Stanley's Cup. Anything else? All right. Thank you, Tucker. Uh, that Mariners defense, that's all-time. All-time bad. 
And pretty good call there from the I, Astros. I, that's broadcast. one of my favorite calls now. Yeah. Nobody's no! home. <laughs> Nobody's home. Nobody's home. <laughs> and this comes off the back of uh, the Rangers broadcasters just absolutely railing on the Mariners' defense last week. But it was all true. Tom Green was true. like, Tom Green was like, yeah, they're not good. <laughs> Their started, defense is terrible. They started thirteen and two. Yeah, it fell apart. The Rangers have the best home record in baseball, by the way. For sure. Double check. Is that true? I saw it on Twitter. Have the best home record in baseball. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. They're twenty nine. You got to believe everything you see on Twitter, though. No, it was a it was a credible source. Oh, I think no. it was Jared Sandler or somebody like that. Okay, then yeah, he's probably right. From uh, TSN. Mm-hmm. All right, we have the regional, super regional matchups. East Carolina at Louisville. That's the 10-7 matchup. Oklahoma State at Texas Tech, which we'll talk about this week. I I don't know. The first game, Friday, 2 o'clock on uh, ESPN2, which is good. We're not uh, stranded on the ESPN3 anymore. Well, I mean, they only have... Eight sites, so surely they can put all the games. Yeah, on surely, TV. surely, surely. We're not surely. Uh, so Oklahoma State's coming to Texas Tech, and did we want UConn? Yeah, just for some new blood. Yeah, because it's so hard to beat a team five times in a season. Is I mean, it going to be ridiculously fun to have Oklahoma State in Lubbock? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it will be. Yeah, the, I mean Dan Law's going to be rocking, but it yeah. was going to be rocking regardless. Uh, regardless. But now yeah. that now that you have Oki Light coming in. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And My favorite the, Twitter joke was uh, Sunday: Texas Tech punches their ticket to the Lubbock Regional. Monday: Oklahoma State punches their ticket to the Lubbock Regional. They always copy us. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Duke going to Vanderbilt. This is a sneaky good super regional. Plus, we have guns, and Oklahoma State has pistols. This is a, well. <laughs> plus, <laughs> that's like one of the big things. Yeah. You know, I love you, Carson. You always try to explain the joke. It's 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 good. No, it's like as you get the joke, you keep explaining it to yourself and the audience, and it's it's always fun. It's always fun to have you catch up to the joke. Well, our gun. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, Duke at number two, Vanderbilt. I think that's a sneaky good regional. Uh, Michigan at UCLA, uh, another sneaky good regional. And Michigan won forty games this year. I don't know that Michigan team that came to Lubbock. Was not a forty-one baseball team. Well, they, but they also won play forty-four. The, they also play in the Big Ten. So that's true. The Big Ten is not. Uh, it's not the Big Twelve. Not right. great. No. Uh, so they go face uh, UCLA out in California. They don't even have to leave the West Coast. I'm sure they're just going to go straight down to LA. Uh, and those are all There's Friday. No point in going back. Those are all Friday mm-hmm. regionals, and then instead of Thursday, Friday, it's Friday, Saturday this year. Uh, so these are the Saturday regionals. Ole Miss at Arkansas. Which just means that if Texas Tech uh, wins their Super Regional, they'll play on the first day of the College World right. Series instead of day two, which we've seen them the last few week, years, yeah. or the last three years. Uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas, another conference opponent matchup. Yeah, this one's interesting to me, um, especially with it being it's at Arkansas. Yeah, at Bomb, so... Ole Miss has to travel, and I haven't looked up and saw seen what their uh, season record was, how their series went this this season, or if they they yeah, would we'll have had to, to they would have had to have played each other. Yeah, because we're going to do a super regional preview. Uh, Florida State going to LSU, LSU the thirteen seed. Hosting Florida that State one. is on freaking fire right now. 
Yeah, they LSU, scored double digits in all their runs. LSU um, had a, all their games. LSU struggled through their regionals, so yeah. that'll be an interesting one as well. Uh, and don't discount the coach leaving at the end of the year and how that affects the team. And for sure, we're playing for Martin. That kind of stuff. And then you have Auburn going to number fourteen, North Carolina. They also kind of sneak their way into a super regional hosting job. Uh, and this is probably the weakest super regional field. Auburn, North Carolina. Yeah, Auburn. It's Maybe funny East Carolina, Louisville is the other. Auburn one. with Will Holland in that lineup seems like they were going to be just one of the best offensive teams in the SEC this year. So, And it just never panned out. And then they go to Georgia Tech and just drop runs like they're they going out of lose, style. They had a losing record in the month of May. Yeah, and then they just started scoring 15 runs a game in Georgia. So I don't know what's going on with Auburn. They went, yeah, and they went one and two in the SEC tournament. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't score like they any were, runs. They were hot. Will Holland's been not good this year, so maybe they're getting hot at the right time. Yeah, maybe so. We'll see. Uh, and then Stanford, Mississippi State is the final one, and that is that is a regional right there. Stanford and Mississippi State. You're talking about two programs that know college baseball, and uh, both with 45 plus wins. Can, Both just strong teams all year long. Both can star Stanford players. travel to an SEC ballpark? Probably the most hostile SEC ballpark there is. Uh, Bomb Stadium and the Dude, Duty Noble, are probably the two hardest places to play in the SEC. So we'll see how Stanford does there. And Stanford's not your normal California baseball team. No. They're, they try and hit for power. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. We can see some balls leaving the yard in in Stark Vegas this weekend. Uh, And that one starts at uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday. And these are all on ESPN2 or ESPN, the first round of games. Yeah. Uh, And then you have some ESPNUs and ESPN2s and that kind of stuff uh, on Friday. Uh, And then Saturday, you're all looking at uh, ESPN2, ESPN again. Because at that point, the College World Series... Uh, and softball will be over. Mm-hmm. It's uh, wrapping up. Well, s- today, tomorrow. Stinking UCLA beat Oklahoma sixteen to three last ha- night. Hammered. Oh my goodness. Hammered. I mean, Patty Gasser didn't know what was happening. No, that was just a uh, put the seatbelt on. Let's just take this butt whooping real quick, and hopefully we can regroup for game two tomorrow. Then yeah. that's the the finals. UCLA yeah, Oklahoma best two out of three. Yeah. So if uh, Oklahoma loses today, that's uh, game over. over, baby. Yep. Yeah, it'll be all wrapped up by Wednesday. And UCLA is uh, UCLA and Oklahoma were kind of they were one and two all year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, it was inevitable that these mm-hmm. two teams were going to meet if they were on opposite sides of the bracket, and here they are. Yep. We'll see if Oklahoma can bounce back. Yep. Two really good softball teams, and UCLA was just—I don't know that you could play a better softball game than what yeah. UCLA played last night. Uh, do you think Arkansas and Texas Tech are really? Really that upset that they're having to host conference opponents? Because if you talk about the bomb, you talk about Dan Law, it's part of the mystique of these regionals is that you get people who've never come here before. Yeah. And you kind of get to flex your muscles and say, yeah. ah, you don't play yeah, you don't play like this up in UConn. Especially here in, in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't have places like this up in Connecticut to play. I mean, they don't even have places like the dude in, in California. So, uh, And so do you think 
because Ole Miss isn't coming into the bomb being like, oh, we've never seen this no, before. No, no, Ole Miss State has been there and before. Oklahoma State just came here this year, yeah. Of course, Oklahoma State's like 0-7 going back to the last seven times Texas Tech has played them. Don't say that. And so, I'm just saying. You better knock on that damn desk right there. I'm just saying. Before I kick you where the sun don't shine. I'm just saying it's not like Texas Tech and Oklahoma State don't know each other. No, they know each other really well, and that's the that's part of the problem too that you run into, and that's why they're it's not so, going to be intimidated. No, that's why it's so hard to beat a team five times. Your your home field advantage kind of goes out the window because, like you said, Oklahoma ten, ten State. Times. Whatever. No, you only got to beat them nine. You only got to uh, yeah. win twice. Well, I, maybe it goes back to eight. I but know. I mean, even in Major League Baseball playoffs, you're only asking for a team to win four times. You're not asking them to beat them the fifth time, in, in a season. So. I mean, obviously in a playoff series, but the, the good news it just, is, and, and we didn't see Jensen Elliott here in Lubbock this year. And does he pitch game two or game yeah. one of this series? What, where is he going to be? We don't know. So, and Oklahoma State, they're like Jekyll and Hyde on the mound, man. You never know what you're going to get from them. And at the plate, true. They're either going to hit home runs or they're going to strike out every. Colin time. Simpson was brutal in the regional this weekend. He'll probably come into Lubbock and hit like four bombs. Well, and McCusker or whatever his McCusker. name is. Carson. He was great last night, yeah. and there's been games where he strikes out 17 times. Andrew Navigato hasn't been the very platinum, good. the platinum yeah. sombrero. Yeah. And he he was awful in the field. McCusker oh. was awful in the field in Lubbock. McCusker was bad. He made some great plays last Oklahoma night. Oklahoma State wasn't good in Lubbock. But they'll be they'll be ready to go again right now. Yeah. I All guarantee right. you Josh Holiday will have his team ready to go. Yes. It's going to be a – it's going to be a – And Tim and company know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fun one this weekend. There's going to be a lot of trash talked between both dugouts too. When it was getting chippy, uh, yeah, during the last series, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what's going to be like uh, this weekend. Oof. It's going to be it, it, Dan Law Field is going to be a energy zone this yeah. weekend. It's going to be on a level that, uh, and I think adding this conference element to it might make it even more hyped. You could argue that. Maybe because, we just put it maybe we drop down a cage and just have everyone fight. Yeah. Because if Yukon's coming in, I don't like that with uh all the big dudes that Oklahoma State has on their roster. Uh, of course you have John McMillan and Facendo. Facendo's probably got some family members that are <laughs> in the mob. mafia. <laughs> Mafiosos. Yeah. yeah. So uh he sound Doug Facendo sounds like a hitman in the mob <laughs> the mob. But anyways. Uh, seven seven zero five three two six is the phone number to call. It's the curbside car wash call in line. You can follow them online. You can book appointments. Curbside hyphen carwash dot com. Hyphen. Uh, you can also text us eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Hey, does he know his mic's on? Your mic's on. <laughs> I thought you. Were, I thought no. you were whistling. No, I was like, man, how disrespectful is Carson in here whistling? When That's I'm on me. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's all right. Stay well, hot the in there, fan. Tucker. Stay the hot fan. in there. I heard the fan, too, and I was like, what is going on? Just be glad it was a whistle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here are my five guys if I'm sending out a Texas Tech fight squad. Uh, if we're doing like a Survivor Series type five-on-five elimination style brawl, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State, uh, I'm going John McMillan. Fair. Obviously. The whammer. Uh, Doug Facendo. That's a great Obviously. Idea. Just a couple of size guys right there. Yeah, uh, and, and then, maybe a little bit of mobster in his blood for yeah, Facendo. Yeah, and then yeah. Cam Warren. No, nope, just the nope, three biggest guys. Nope, oh, hold on. Nope, you don't want to send Cam. He's a teddy bear. Cam's one of the nicest dudes you'll Yeah, meet. but you put him in the right situation, yeah. and he mashes. 
don't know. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then and then I'm going Taylor Floyd. Scrappy. He, junkyard dog. Fights in the grease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Love it. If Taylor Floyd tastes blood, oh yeah. He he wants more. He's like our shark girl Costa. Yeah. Costa, who we haven't yeah. seen in a while. Uh, and then I kind of uh was looking around here. Dylan Noisy was uh, one of the thoughts just because he also looks a little scrappy. Gabe Holt, obviously. Well, Gabe Holt, I feel is like the Ray Mysterio guy. Gabe Holt's coming off the top rope and like scissor kicking you. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's also like the instigator. Yeah. He's the one that starts the fight. He's yeah. not necessarily well, going to finish I, the fight. There's there's a certain friend that we all know that yeah. used to be that guy in my inner circle. Yeah, a little chirper. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Uh, Tanner Otrimba, maybe. Uh, but here's what I went with. I was the Taylor Floyd. You ready? <laughs> yeah. J. Bob Thomas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. I'm getting him off, Dude. I'm getting him off the third base For line. Sure. I'm getting him in well, the Well, and then don't make Tim Tadlock mad either. No, I'm sure Tim Tadlock can uh, put it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but J. Bob, yeah, you don't want to mess with that. Team. All right, so who are your five? You're going to five uh, deep. Yeah, I'm going Whammer, Otremba, Facendo. Just the big boys. Big boys. You got to have the big three up front, you know, as oh, a guard. Yeah. And then you got the two quick ones in Gabe Holt and uh, um, Taylor Floyd. I like Floyd. the Gabe Holt pick. Yeah. I, I, well, Taylor I, Floyd, you can't pass up Taylor I think, Floyd. Well, Taylor Floyd's probably the best fighter on the team. Maybe yeah. Noah Huerta? Yeah, maybe. Overlooked him. Yeah. Cade Farr, I bet he has some reach. You know, Braxton's got <laughs> some got, big... Brax- he's got the wingspan. <laughs> True. Uh, do you have yeah. a fact of the day, Tucker? Kurt Wilson, uh, maybe. Uh, the Statue of Liberty wears a size 879 shoe. <laughs> it's National Cheese. You learn something new every day, Rob. It's National Cheese Day. It's also National just... Old Maids Day. Old, what like, is an old maid? Like the card game? I don't understand what that is. Or maids. Let's wrap up the show here. <laughs> Ryan Hyatt's up next. He's got uh, Matt Gardner at 1120 to p- preview the series this weekend. We out. We'll Peace. be back tomorrow.